Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Hi, um, you're welcome to Africa Tech Radio. My name is Lillian and you are listening to a Tech Talk. According to a recent report by the United Nations, every two minutes a woman dies during pregnancy or childbirth. This is really sad if you think about it because, I mean why these things can be prevented right it is really alarming because maternal deaths have either increased or stayed the same in most parts of the world recently and most of these deaths happen in the poorest regions and countries affected by conflict in 2020 about 70 percent of all maternal deaths occurred in sub-saharan africa in nine countries facing severe humanitarian crisis the maternal mortality rates were more than the double the global average the report also revealed that there were around 287,000 maternal deaths worldwide in 2020, slightly lower than the 2016 figure when the Sustainable Development Goals SDG were uh, implemented. And this data only shows that there is an urgent need to ensure every woman and girl has access to crucial healthcare services before, during, and after childbirth. And that is the mission of Enya Segon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Say it again, please. <laughs> no, you did great. That was great. You're a natural. I did? Okay. They say you it to people. Perfect. My name is Enya Segon, but I will respond to Enya Seguin. I will respond to some other variations. Enya Segun. That is completely fine. <laughs> so you said your first name is? Enya. Enya Segon. All yeah. right. I'll just call you Enya. Okay. <laughs> Enya, I'm really excited that you joined us today. Thank you very much for joining us. So can you introduce yourself? Like, tell us what you do. Yes, sure. So Lillian, thank you so much for having me as well. I've loved the previous speakers you've had on. I think you're hosting a really cool outlet for, for you know, interesting entrepreneurs, especially with the latest uh, one's doing also a lot of tech related things, which is exactly my field as well. So the, the, you know, in a nutshell, the field I'm in is how do we leverage tech to improve access to healthcare? That's everything I've worked on since ever I was 19 years old until now, um, with a specific focus on, on sub-Saharan Africa and a specific focus on, um, the more resource constrained settings there. All right. Um, by the way, the topic of, of discourse today is baby checker harnessing AI for safer pregnancies because that is your mission, right, in, in the world, safer pregnancies. But let's just start from the very beginning. Is there anything about your background that prepared you for this field you chose right now? Honestly, nothing can prepare you to embark on a journey like that. <laughs> the only thing that can prepare you properly is a good dose of curiosity, mm. a good dose of open-mindedness, a good dose of humility as well. But what came to be the person that, you know, that I am now and the person that is working on Baby Checker now is, is you know, a range of experiences that have made me uh, someone who enjoys making waves mm. and someone who enjoys pioneering and enjoys disrupting. Um, in, in the most positive way. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. We're talking about innovation here and mm -hmm. disruptive innovation for most part, you know, the, the, the objective is to have a positive impact. 
and that that's everything that's the foundation of everything i've ever done also with baby checker uh, what has equipped me well to do baby checker and what continues to make me a well prepared and, and hopefully well rounded mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneur is curiosity and, and also the knowledge that you don't know a lot of things. Um, and that's why, you know, it's important to build local partnerships and to empower local um, capacity to, to really know what is the problem and, and to know your users very, very well. Okay, that that works. So, talking about your background, can you walk me through how you grew up? Yeah, sure. So, my background is, well, I'm Canadian. I'm French-Canadian, as you may have been able to tell by the pronunciation of my <laughs> name. So, I'm, I'm, I, my mother tongue is French. I was born in Montreal. I've lived in a few different places. And that has obviously, you know, contributed to me feeling at home in many different places mm. in a few different settings and meeting people from all over the world. Um, and then for me to grow this passion in international development, political science, and then to, yeah, to dip my feet in the, the waters of global public health and seeing how, wow, there is so much to be done in this sector, especially, you know, on the African continent. Um, and then my drive for problem solving brought me to, to where I am today, mostly. Um, so background in mostly healthcare innovation, with a focus on, on technology and how do we solve problems. So what did you study? I studied uh, first political science mm. and then I studied um, healthcare innovation. Oh, wow. That's that's really nice. So yeah. how many... Yeah, I'm just... I just want to talk about you before we start talking about baby checker. Sure. So your, how many siblings did you have when you were growing up? Or how many siblings do you have in your household? Oh, I have one sister. Oh. Some, <laughs> some, some will say you're really lucky. Well. <laughs> you know, but we, we have such big personalities hmm. that you could say we are, we are multiple sisters all together oh wow i'd love to be in your house for like a week to understand what you're talking about yes okay my household was three powerful independent women Mm. who support each other who you know are curious and and you know love life and new experiences so you can see you know we are we're women who take a lot of who take a lot of of space and who love life Mm. and so three women like that growing up together is really a beautiful thing it is it is i I think a lot of people should start embracing life more uh better because we only live once and fixating in just one thing every time is is a problem and people will say that when you're always hustling and struggling to get to the destination the destination is usually the end of life so just enjoy the journey So I love that. Exactly. Now, when you're done, when you finish school, how did you, did you start your journey while still in school or you finished or so? Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, we were really lucky that my mom brought us along everywhere. We traveled a lot as kids. It's a huge privilege to get to see so many different countries, so many different places. And that's definitely what contributed to this curiosity. What, what's out there? Mm. And tools and, and humility also the humility of, of knowing that you don't know many things and, and oh how can I know more about this and how can I speak to these people and how do I find out more about this and that and it really comes from the privilege of, of traveling a lot 
So that's something we did a lot growing up. And then uh, finishing high school in Switzerland, uh, moving to the Netherlands to then start my degree. Mm. In that degree, that's when I found out, wow, healthcare is cool. And there are <laughs> so many problems and so many opportunities in uh, at that time, it was mostly East Africa and West Africa. I was looking at doing a lot of research in Kenya and in Ghana and looking at how, wow, there's so many opportunities. Um, so that's really how that how that journey kind of started. Okay. I saw, when I was researching you, I saw Yapili. Yes. Tell me about that. Yes. So Yapili is a, is, was a journey uh, that I embarked on when I was about 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, what we really wanted to do was to leverage the, um, the the massive access and the growing access to smartphones in Africa to connect health seekers to uh, healthcare advisors. So we have now this this technology that's really taking over. Mobile penetration is growing. Um, on the other hand, health access is not improving as rapidly. Um, so what, what we really wanted to do is connect those two sort of facts together, mm-hmm. use smartphones to enable access to healthcare. And we were the first uh, mobile application to connect um, health seekers in Africa to, to doctors anywhere in the world. So creating this sort of borderless um, telemedicine solution, which was really cool. That's, you brought a new meaning to Doctors Without Borders. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was a digital Doctors Without Borders. Well, yeah. that is amazing. So how has that been? Yeah, so it was a it was a great journey. You know, I, I uh, was um, doing this with, with a couple of, of really incredible co-founders. And it was, it was fun. I mean, we started this whole thing from the branding of it to naming it Yapili, which... Yapili means second in Swahili. Ooh. Because we started in, in East Africa. So we were, prop- the proposition was that Yapili can be your second option. When you can't make it to the doctors, when you can't make it to the hospital because of long queues, high costs, you don't have time, you can always reach a doctor from the comfort of your phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was fun. You know, we I traveled a lot. I visited Botswana for the first time. I went, you know, traveled through Kenya, but there was a lot of challenges at the time with, with the business modeling. I think business model innovation, especially for, for tech in Africa, is probably, you know, as big of an innovation need than the actual technology itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it after that that you decided to, um, you stumbled on Baby Checker? Yes. <laughs> in a nutshell. In a nutshell, yeah. So I, I just, you know, spending a lot of time in the, the health tech, as we say, the digital health space. Um, you know, it, it was a very small ecosystem, especially back in 2016, 2017. We were, we were very few to be doing um, health tech, you know, uh, smartphones for, for healthcare access. Um, so it was easy to come across people. You know, I've met a lot of people, grew a very, very incredible network. Um, and, and yeah, well, you could say that's how I eventually stumbled on Baby Checker. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, when people start startups or start their tech companies or just, you know, resuscitate one, you will be wondering, what did you see? You know, what did you see? What challenge do you notice that made you realize that it is very important for safer pregnancies and AI to work together? 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it's through the seeds planted by other innovations before, right? Nothing is ever new. Uh, that's my opinion, at least. There's nothing that's, you're never recreating the wheel. And it's good to be humble about that too, because that opens yourself to, um, to learning from other people. Instead of always thinking, I'm the pioneer, I'm the first person to do this, you are rarely the first person to do anything. So it's good to you know, piggyback on all the trends and the innovations that other people have done with AI, with medical images, for example, in tuberculosis. There's AI that, that can analyze a chest X-ray image to tell you if you have TB or not. There's AI to detect uh, you know, in mammography if you have breast cancer. There's, there's a few really cool innovation in AI that have solidly proven that it's cost effective and it, it can be accurate to the point that we can really increase disease detection. So pregnancy is something millions of women go through, mm -hmm. right? Um, is something that touches the lives of so many people. I mean, we're all obviously born from someone who was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So it's something that's so inherently important. Meanwhile, we have way too many women who die from, from preventable causes. Like the 800 women that you mentioned that die every day, mm -hmm. almost all of those are, are preventable. And, and what we know is that when you're pregnant, it's very useful to get an ultrasound scan, mm -hmm. even, even up to four, right? Women, women in Canada, women in, in, the, in Europe, women, uh, women all, of course, all over Africa as well, they get ultrasound scans. But women who live in the most remote villages you can think of, where? maternal mortality is the highest they don't have access to this ultrasound machine and mm -hmm. to somebody who can actually read the ultrasound images hmm. you know when, when you said something about um, nothing being new nobody being actually being a pioneer i just remember the the what i thought about concerning music right i listened to a lot of old songs i'm talking about yeah. 60s <laughs> and <laughs> You hear songs and you say, oh my gosh, this is where this artist got the song from. You think that this person Sample. wrote the songs and you're enjoying them, but they're just sampling. They either sampled the song or they covered it. But because you don't know history, you have not listened to the song before, you didn't know that this song is not new. So that is the same thing with tech. Every tech exactly. innovation is on the back of another tech innovation. So, yeah. Exactly. So, when you, when I had a conversation with you about Baby Checker, you said you sort of resuscitated it. Yes. How, how, yes. how did that happen? Yes. So, um, I'm a firm believer that, as you just said, innovation is recycled from many other things. The same way, I mean, I'm sure you listen to Afrobeats, Lillian, right? Of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And, and do you think people know how many samples are taken from Bella Kuti, for example? Mm, mm, Bella mm. Kuti is the, the, seems to be the base of so much Afrobeat today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and people are sort of forgetting that, right? Yeah. Everything is sampled. A lot is sampled, at least. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with innovations. Things are sampled. And it's the same thing with the, the creators and the innovators behind, behind you know, everything that we find cool, you know, the cool tech that, that's out here today. It's not just one person. It's been an assembly, a group of different people that have contributed. And in our case, it's been researchers, you know, a group of researchers 
um, companies, NGOs that have brought Baby Checker to what it is today. It started about seven years ago when the first ever you know group of people said, hey, wouldn't it be cool to have ultrasound that's po powered by AI? And then, of course, you have, you know, seven years ago, that's 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 a I mean, that's a whole it seems like a lifetime away. We were mm -hmm. doing all different things seven years ago. It was just not the right time or the right place. Hmm. Th and that's... so you have to know that you have to put things on a shelf when it's not the right time, or the right place. So it became more relevant now, you know, three years ago. And that's when I came in um, and it became more, you know, let's go. Let's do this. It's, it's the right time. Yeah, this, it seems people can attach um cameras to phones can attach anything to a mobile phone why can't you so how does that exactly. work how tell me how it works um i've seen videos but for the person listening right now who's trying to picture yes. how ai how a, a, an ultrasound is connected to a phone how does it work yes it's super simple so anybody who's listening who's either had an ultrasound scan, so if you've been pregnant, you've, you've maybe hopefully had an ultrasound scan, mm. or you've seen it in a movie. So everyone can sort of visualize what that looks like. Mm -hmm. So that piece of equipment that touches your belly, that has a cable. And mm -hmm. that cable can, can be connected to your smartphone. So forget the big machine that you see in the hospital, right? That cannot make its way to rural Africa, community mm -hmm. health centers. So forget about that big machine. We're using your phone to produce capacities and capabilities that the ultrasound can offer. Mm. So you connect the, the ultrasound probe, it's called, to your smartphone. You open the Baby Checker app. And with the Baby Checker app, you can take sweeps across the belly. So it's six sweeps to be precise. And then the AI will tell you how old is the baby? What position is it lying in? Do you have a placenta previa? Are you having twins? Is the heart beating? Um, and those are very critical things to know at the, at the community health center. Um, so it's not a full diagnosis, of course, uh, but it's, it's enough at this stage at least to, to add some value to the antenatal screening. It's so it's so cool. Like you said, <laughs> medicine is is cool, and medicine with tech even even cooler. So, I agree. <laughs> so, you talked about the community, right? Talked about local hospitals and reaching the the the, the locals, those who cannot afford this and don't have access. So, how do you do that? How did we empower the locals? Yeah. How do you yeah. how do you reach them? To empower yeah. them, yes. Do you have trainings? Yeah. yeah, so first of all, it's really, really critical to work with local organizations. Okay. Um, that's the first step. That's really what you want to do because it's really great to, you know, as I said, be making waves and leapfrogging with innovation and all of that. But you will rarely fully understand the problem unless you are from that area, you are from that community. So you need those voices in the community to help guide you and to help guide, you know, what is the problem you're solving and are you effectively solving it? So local partnerships, number one, that is a critical component of any successful um, anything, really. Uh, if you're going to do something for community, partner with the community. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, our target users are any health workers at the community health centers. Those are the community health centers that are the closest to, you know, specific villages, especially, you know, in the primary health care setting where 
where women live the closest to those facilities. So any healthcare worker there, we have midwives, we have nurses, we have community health officers, community health volunteers. We have plenty, plenty of primary healthcare workers um, and those are our target users. Mm -hmm. And all they have to do is watch the training video on the Baby Checker app and they can start using it. So as a innovator, you want to remove yourself as much as possible from any sort of codependent relationship, yeah, um, which is which is not scalable, as we know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're calling you. Oh, I I didn't. I don't know what to press. I don't know what to put or a touch to get this thing out. So if everybody can stand <laughs> on their own, it would be amazing. All right, you're listening yeah. to Africa Tech Radio. My name is Lillian and it is Tech Talk. We're talking about uh, Baby Checker and how they are harnessing AI for safer pregnancies in the world, literally, because everybody can make, do, use this. You talked about ultrasound. I had an ultrasound reason and I'm, I was not pregnant. Oh. I was not pregnant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it just look for something somewhere in my tummy. So okay, it would have yeah. been useful for me too. And not just, yes. yeah, not just pregnant p- people. Absolutely. So it is amazing what Baby Checker is doing. And, and I want to know, is it free? So the right now what we're doing is we're doing a lot of research pilots. And, and the next step for us as a company is really to see how, how is the commercial viability of, of a solution like this. Hmm. That's going to be the next, uh, the next chapter of Baby Checker. Okay. Do you, know, do you know what would have been great? Baby Checker Yapili. The, yes. the two concepts yes right i have been dreaming about that so so we you know you never know you never, you never know. know like you said everything <laughs> is on the, every innovation is on the back of another innovation exactly so what challenges um have you faced so far in implementing baby checker yeah so i would say the biggest challenge is definitely related to the, the commercial viability of it like you just said is it free most governments around Africa are really aiming for something called universal health coverage. Mm-hmm. So every woman should get maternal health um, screening for free. The truth of the matter is that's not often the case. Um, either it's free, but the quality is very, very poor, or it's very expensive to the point where women can't get access to it. So what we want to do, of course, is, you know, I believe in social enterprise. I believe in for-profit innovations because it's only through generating revenue that you can improve your your innovation of course and artificial intelligence is something that needs continuous development and Mm -hmm. continuous human resources and continuous growth and for that you need revenue and the challenge is how do we make revenue and uh, continue generating impact and continue making Baby Checker as accessible as possible. Mm. That is sort of the triangle, triangular challenge um, that we're facing right now. Um, Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) You know, when you're trying to do something good, you're trying to make a difference, but then finances come in the way and then that's good you're trying to do you start putting a price tag on it people i thought it was supposed to be free but it cannot be free Mm. if we don't have the partnerships that we need so fingers crossed now you know people are out there they want to start something related to this everyone has an idea and a lecturer of mine told me once that ideas don't come to just one person right it's spread to different people and the person who implements it first gets it that is how mm-hmm. how it is. 
So those who are right now, they are hatching a plan. They want to double into the health tech space, yeah. but they don't know how to. Do you have any piece of advice for them? I would say network. Networking is the best thing you can do for for your career, for your product, mm-hmm. for your um, for, for you know launching a company in general. Um, I would say networking. Speak to as many people as possible. Have as many coffees as you can you know possibly have possibly get into yourself <laughs> because that's really what makes you learn about not just what product you should be building or how to tailor your product to the target market but also um but also how to raise funds and 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 you know what should be your next your next steps in your fundraising or in your product development or in recruiting people it's all about meeting interesting people and learning from them And then a special shout out to female entrepreneurs because I have to sort of rep for that as well. Um, a word of encouragement also is is you you are very needed. Um, you you are incredibly necessary to product development for femtech, female you know uh, female technologies, technologies that that are made for women. Mm-hmm. We need women to be designing things for women, and it's only. Usually, women who will understand this the best. So you are very much needed. CEOs, product development managers, software engineers. If you're a woman and that's something you're looking for, uh, you are more than needed. Hmm. That's that's great. Thank you very much. So, what are your projections for the medical tech space? How do you put it again? Telemedicine, right? Mm-hmm. What are your projections for it in, in say five years? The projections. Yeah, what do you think about that space? Yeah, I think the space is is growing a lot. I think it's becoming quite siloed. So we're getting a lot of solutions that are for specific care area. So like maternal health, diabetes, uh, mental health, mm-hmm. and I think it's really important in the next years that as each of those silos get their um, business models working. And and you know validated that we find a way to merge all together and to sort of come all together to offer more holistic care. So wouldn't it be great to have a one-stop clinic, mm. just a one-stop shop where all the world's best AI innovations can just be there, and then you can get a full screening that is covered by your insurance or that is covered by universal health coverage. And to get all these solutions under one roof, um, instead of having these silos. So, I'm forecasting, you know, more silos for the coming years, maybe. Mm. But that then, at some point, you know, we need to break this this silo um, and come all together and join forces. All right. Before we go, um, I don't want to take too much of your time. About Baby Checker, is there any concern about privacy? Um, <laughs> privacy. So. So in most of the research projects, yeah, we uh, women don't give their names. So we so the baby checker app will generate random IDs for pregnant women, so that they can uh, just be you know when the data is being analyzed, they're just a random number. So we'll never know your full name. Hmm. We'll never know where you live, your age, any sort of information. All we'll know is that you are one one five two. Mm. And we have no way of associating that with the actual person. 
Um, only your midwife will know that you, Lillian, are one one five two. I think I'll go by that. Okay, that is amazing, <laughs> and I think uh, I love what Baby Checker is doing. I I hope there are many more of these innovations that spring up in future. So if you have an idea, do not be shy. Do not be scared. Don't ask what if. And why ask why if if I don't do it, you know what if I don't do it? Not what if I do it? What will happen? Just <laughs> do it and see what happens. People who have successful tech companies now, they have had unsuccessful tech companies in the past, so they had to just continue innovating until they struggled. And even when they struggled, they still continued innovating. So why can't we? Is there anything you want to add before we go? I think you wrapped that up perfectly. I think failure is beautiful, and I think I think that needs to be demystified as well.、Mm-hmm. You know, when you have something that doesn't work, you know, according to your plan, quite the way you thought it would work out, it's it's wonderful because there's so much more to learn in that sometimes than than in your biggest success moments, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the entrepreneurs, you know, that are serial entrepreneurs. You know, you can believe that only two out of the ten ventures they're mentioning actually worked out. Exactly. And still, they sit in front of you, and still, you think how cool they are.、Um, and that's really because of of the amazing、uh, learnings that that they that they sit sit、uh, in front of. So, yeah. Beautifully said. <laughs> Thank you. See, so if you don't know, I contacted Enya on LinkedIn, and she responded promptly. I, you don't know how much that that <laughs> how great I felt that you did that. There are people who you would. Contact from now to next year, they won't respond. So thank you for responding and thank you for joining us on this. And don't be a stranger because I'll still call up on you later. All right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, thank you so much for contacting me as well.、Mm, thank you. Love that. It is Africa Tech Radio. My name is Lily, and you're listening to Tech Talk. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on AfricaTechRadio.com.